hook up the boys together. Jonas. So do what? Spank the bastards. Warning. Hang with the boys contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended or you're a superhero, do not continue to listen. Pardon my French. Fuck those fuckers. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Hang with the Boys, where we are going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 7, The Self-Preservation Society. And... Man, do things speed up very, very quickly. I know. Last episode, episode, you were like, mm, it was a little bit of a lull. It was, it was a little slow, but it was important that it was slow sometimes for this exact reason. Thomas, you should know of all people, sometimes it's good to go slow for a little bit. You got to so edge you it. Can, just so you can ramp up later towards the end. You, you tease them, you slow things down, they want more, and yeah. then you ha- jackhammer it. Yeah, you put on some R. Kelly, you go slow for a little bit, and then you put on some Metallica and just go to town. Right? <laughs> Is that how you do? <laughs> Why is that your music choices? I don't know. I mean, they're not terrible, but come on. I just hear like the opening, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and then you finger my gills. <laughs> oh man, so, yeah, this thing ratcheted up. What a all rape allegory that was. Cool. That was just, dude, so gross. That is so Garth Ennis's like, like uh, his. I don't, I don't, I don't want to call it snark. But that is, if you've read a Garth Ennis comic, that's more of a Garth Ennis thing than a oh, yeah. Kripke thing. Yeah. It, dude, that motherfucker is warped. He's messed up, dude. For real. Read if, if there's listeners out there, Thomas, that have not read one of his comics, don't. Oh, don't. No, <laughs> or, they're fucked or up. Or do if, if you're okay with that. But just know what you're getting into because... Weird, dark, both, dark stuff. Both, both AMC Studios with Preacher and... Amazon with the boys have both said no to various things mm-hmm. that popped into Ennis's adaptations. Yeah. For the show. For and good reason. They're like, no, we don't think that's going to work. I mean, that was, that was just gross. Like the, the, the was allegory so was disgusting. perfectly there, but just everything about it was just, I couldn't look at it. Dude. Okay. Do you think, <sighs> do you think because he essentially got raped, do you think we're supposed to now, like, say all is forgiven? No. Now, uh, uh, now, hold on. Now, I know that all is not forgiven if you force a woman to do something like that. But again, this is television and uh, the the art of manipulation, manipulating an audience mm-hmm. through writing. Yeah. This would be something you do. If it you would wa- be. If you want your listeners, or I'm sorry, if you want your audience to like a character down the road, mm-hmm. you do things like this. Look at Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones. Exactly. It very easily could be the start. It's not all forgiven, but it could be the start of his turning the other, turning the corner. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's the start right now. I don't think it was enough. Not like he has to like go through worse, but it's, it's him starting to realize what he's been doing to other people. Uh, yes. I think this and is like a retrospective starting for him, or to an click for him. He's yeah. starting to realize how he's made others feel. He's not forgiven, but it's going to be the first part of him changing his ways. Yeah. Kind of thing. Do you think he might end up becoming down the road? One of the good guys. I think he could because he does have a lot of good guy qualities. He does, which is why it's like, what the fuck did you do at the beginning of the season? He's dude? A douche. He's, he's you think he can't Ryan. help himself. He's just like, ah, I thought that's what we do. You think like, he's, dude, come you on. think he's so dumb that he doesn't really grasp the gravity of the situation. I think he's childish and naive. Yeah. I think he's a high school kid who never grew up. 
Well, can't you just make it go away? Was last episode. <laughs> I forgot no, about that. You can't just make it go away. You forced Dude, a lady. You fucking to idiot. Go down. Do you, an idea. Do you have Come any on. concept of what you've done? And that's the thing. He's like, he's an idiot. But I think Jamie Lannister had this perspective of I'm better. And he didn't really deal with what the people down in the mud dealt with because his life was always on high. I think the deep is going through a similar thing where he was always treating people like shit because that's how he was treated. But now he's going to start seeing the other side of things. Yeah. I think there's more to come with him. Uh, But this episode, dude, man, it had just some gross stuff. Man, and things that just once again make you want to be like, why, bro? It's uncomfortable. I don't think I could be the showrunner for this show and do what Kripke's doing because I wouldn't want to have a lobster stain. I couldn't do that. That, oh. I'm like, let's, let's. Let's. Uh, I like where your head's at, but let's go ahead and uh, just cut that Dude, lobster sound. scene. I just can't the do sound. it. Uh, let's kill, it, kill. Let's kill more people, but let's not kill any more. Like animals. I was more okay with the bathroom scene. Yeah, let's do more of that. More of that. But between between gills and the lobster and the fucking scene from Alien, just just oh my god. Yeah. I've never. I don't think I've seen that much blood outside of like a like a Quentin Tarantino borderline parody esque thing. I, did you and been that uncomfortable? Was there a moment where you thought maybe maybe we might actually see? Yes, that little yes monster. Well, I rip out I, of I was gut? I was convinced that they were going to show some, just like Homelander's perfect quote. I was convinced they were going to show some fucked up malformed demon baby looking well, they thing. said claw things when he said claw i was convinced we were going to see something i, I have up. to believe at least a hand i have to believe that we're gonna get back to that at some point the the fact that they i mean that's a huge revelation like a reveal i should say mm-hmm. the soups can uh not breed what's the word i'm looking for reproduce reproduce the soups can reproduce that's a whole other issue now yeah. And I have to believe we're going to see the, the byproduct of, of their reproduction eventually. Yeah. Or we, we already have it. We don't if, know it. What if the byproduct, again, another biblical allegory. What if the the fact, okay, think about this. The fact that he said claw, right? Ugh. Okay. The fact that there was a point this week to say that you are evil when you're not raised and loved. Mm-hmm. Okay. By a mother was the exact words of the scientist, right? Yeah. Okay. The Nephilim in the Bible yep. were a byproduct of something that should never have happened. A god the, and the a human. Op- yes. And they were horrible. They ravaged the peoples. Uh, they were gods among men, but they were evil. Mm-hmm. They were void of humanity and a soul of sorts. There's, there's so, a lot of religious text that alludes to something of that concept oh yeah yeah oh yeah 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 and they use that and i that's what i the first thing i thought of when when the scientist told them that it was clawing its way out of the belly i was like it's just something that never should have been you're playing god and now that you're playing god look at the ramifications what's the cost of playing god I guarantee. I don't know if that story's over. I no, it's not. I I haven't read the comic, so I can't say without a doubt, Mm -hmm. without a shadow of a doubt. But I have a feeling. Yes, we're probably not going to handle it this season, 
But in future seasons, that's got to be something that they're yeah, going to use. I would the think. The offspring are a, an abomination, and they end up being the real true threat, like the Nephilim. Yeah. It's, it, was, it was just a it was an intense episode between I was cringing, the story man. that was we were getting told, the behind the scenes to Homelander's life, the ramifications of things, the, the gore, like... It, it, Everything was tough to watch. Even the emotional drama was tough to watch. The reveal that Butcher's wife wasn't even raped. Oh, man, that's going to break him if he ever finds out. I was disturbed by that. Yeah. Because this whole guy's mission. Okay, first off, let's just get into it. Let's just get into it. Just just, just go. Okay. Okay. The fact that this guy loved his wife so much that he didn't even think for a second that she had cheated. Cheated. Not one second. His mind went to rape. She was raped. Yep. And now she's missing. That's fucked up. That hurts. I, I, I felt so bad for him. Yeah. That, because his entire him. mission for what, like eight years eight has years. been geared around the idea that his wife was raped by Homelander. He has given up his soul of sorts. He ha- No, he has. He has lost everything he held dear. He has no family anymore. His friends he's pushed away. His house and apartment are completely based different. Based on a lie. No job. He has killed people based on a lie because she did not tell him what happened because of her shame or guilt or both. And then uh, the the sad reality of what happened to her, she then couldn't. Yeah, that is. But that's how one twisted. thing can destroy multiple people's lives. And you're right, dude. Like, I wouldn't be surprised that, hey, if he confronts Homelander and even if Homelander tells him the truth, that will not satisfy him. He will never accept that. I wouldn't be surprised that if he did, though, like, he'd kill himself at this point. I mean, how do you? Why wouldn't you? What other direction do you go when? What else do you have to live for when your entire life has been revenge? And also the fact that he's put other people's lives, like you just said, he's taken lives, but also the lives of his friends that he's put at risk. What Mallory's family, right? Mallory's family died because because of his agenda, because of his vendetta, I should say. Yes. And now it's all based on nothing. Part truths or lies. Assumptions. Assumptions. Hidden truths. But that's what makes it even far more tragic and very Shakespearean. The fact that she was not raped. I mean, that to me was the biggest like jaw dropping moment. I rewound it. I'm like, wait a second. Did I just hear, did I just see this correctly? Well, not only because of all the ramifications that means for Billy Butcher's character and all the people he's impacted, but because that means Homelander was not the villain there. This guy who let an entire plane of people, 137, whatever people die. I think, to save a public image and to help a political agenda was not the rapist, violent fuck we thought he was. I mean, he's a violent fuck, but 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 not in this scenario. No, well, see, and I would, I know last episode we said there's no justification, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's a bad guy. But honestly, just like they're doing what they're doing with the deep, I feel like they're doing it with Homelander. I, am I saying that he's going to be this good guy and... He's going to become part of the 
the the good guy no, team. No, I'm not saying not. that. I'm saying that this episode is specifically designed to make us look at Homelander through a dif- different, completely different lens. Yes. This guy is just as much a victim as everyone else. The true villains of this story, the big boss, if you will, mm-hmm. is Vought. It's not Homelander, especially if anybody out there doubts that, right? And mm-hmm. how we should view the writers are purposely trying to make us view Homelander in a different way. Now you find out that he actually, I mean, I got this. Tell me if you didn't get this. He actually cared about Butcher's wife. He remembered her immediately. He remembered her and was bothered so much by, about her disappearance. That he stiffed Stillwell. That he started his own investigation and was upset by the lies. Yep. That's huge. A, a, a straight up evil person who has no care for no one. Earlier in the episode called them mud people. Yeah. And suddenly we find out there was someone he actually cared about. Which is causing him to rethink everything. And honestly, I feel like Vought might need to watch out because they might have just created their next enemy. Yeah. Their next enemy. Because then you have this callous, uh, I, I guess, backstory behind homelander and yet again we said last week well you know last episode well you know there's no justification but suddenly we realize that the scientists behind these experiments are the ones to blame they themselves say the i forgot his name was it like vanderbilt or science doctor whatever something to that effect uh, he said uh, he acknowledged the fact that they did this that you should have been raised with a family because studies have shown that people who were raised without a mother are hateful mm-hmm. and mean. And it's all what he is. And the thing is, it's the worst part, too, is that not only did he not do it, not only did he remember and possibly care for Becca, but he also has what's the one thing he wants from Stillwell? Like that family. He wants attention. He wants mom attention thing. He potentially had a chance with a child of his own. You see his face completely changed changed when he found out uh, that Becca Butcher was pregnant. Well, what does he ask? Was it a boy? Yeah. He, he, He cared there probably for the first time ever. Yeah. He wanted to know he that he had some family, what it was like. What could have been. And at the same time, he, his own DNA, is responsible for the baby and Becca dying. Well, presumably the baby dying. But so he, he's got to blame himself a little bit, but he also has to blame them. And as Dr. Vogelbaum, you are made me the way I am, and that killed this person I cared about. My own DNA because of you. And finding out for sure that he was a test tube baby, like it all shows a different side of him. And that was a huge thing that he was the one who decided, I'm going to take it into my own hands. I'm going to look up what happened to Becca. That he did the Batman hunt and, and found out who went where. That's a, that's huge because, again, he let an airplane full of people die. He punched the holes in chests of villains and things like that. Not caring at all. Yeah, they're getting Tri- ready. Blows up a plane in the first episode. But now he cared. 
the writers are getting us ready for a a change. Yeah. They, there's going to be some alliances that are going to form and maybe not this year, but next year you're going to see a different dynamic. In my yeah, opinion, I like think a so. big, a big change. There's going to be a shift coming for sure. Yeah. And the fact that that Homelander is the victim as well. Like I, I am excited to see what they do with that because he has always been championing compound V the Vought corporation, helping them out. But now that they've lied to him too, it's one thing to be held away from the power that he wants or the respect that he wants. It's another thing to find out that you've been lied to about something so monumental as well. And I think you're right. I think next season we're going to see that kind of come to a head. I think he's going to be harder to control yeah. by Stillwell and the Vought Corporation. It's not going to be the same relationship. That, they've between. tainted it. Now that he knows that, that is that is irrevocably changed. Well, because earlier in the season it seemed like if Homelander noticed, then we didn't see it. But it seems like he was pretty much unaware of Stillwell's manipulation. Yeah. How she manipulates him. It, it, it's almost like, you know what? It, I'm okay with this because, you know, I like the attention. I want the attention. I need it. Hmm. But now but he's starting to realize. At that moment in the in this episode, there was that look in his face. Like he, He's very, he, he, it's almost like he was seeing her for the first time. Yeah. What he's she all, truly is you like. You are a snake. You are a, it was, and that says a lot coming from him. It was like, you are a bad person. It was like the face he made. No, how about you go fuck yourself instead? Yeah. That's, takes a lot for him to push away probably the closest person to him. He's, which means Becca meant all that much more to him. Yeah. I'm interested to find out the truth behind that. If there's a, are we going to find out more about them? Is was there something going on for a lot longer, a relationship of sorts? I mean, she did come out of that. love her? Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot. Yeah, and none of it's going to end well for Butcher or him to that effect. Somebody's going to get hurt and someone's going to die. Like ultimately, whether it's next episode or next season or at the end, it's not going to end well. But I I do love that idea of the old man with his regrets, kind of doomed to live with them. A classic scientist, you know, mm-hmm. action first, think later. Like, oh, what have I done? I created the uh, nuclear Dr. bomb. Frankenstein. Yeah, the people who always regret what they've done after achieving it, not thinking about it. You know, that's like the mad scientist's greatest tragedy, mm-hmm. right? I mean, almost every story. After the fact, what have I done? Yeah, I mean, is that not what Frankenstein's all based on is that not what sure, that's the what nuclear God warhead said too. What, what, when he created us what oh the God. fuck did I do these people are animals they just fight with each other they kill each other constantly oh my god yeah get rid of them yeah it's it's tough to watch and this just made me all the more uncomfortable I do think the doctor's lying though about the baby dying speculative theory at this point Oh, really? I, you I think they're keeping him someplace? I I, I don't know. You know to what? To not say I or show, just say, oh, it died in 10 seconds. I agree. Maybe. Maybe it did. No, I agree. But that would be a better story if it did. I feel like they're keeping it from him for a reason because you get the you get a very clear picture of the relationship between the scientist and uh, Homelander. There isn't trust there. And the scientist feels like, yeah, he 
fucked up and he's no longer going to fuck up. He's not going to subject. He's not going to let Homelander be a parent. And he's not going to subject this world to any more atrocities. So Mm -hmm. I have a feeling, yes, he's he's definitely keeping a secret about this kid. Because who knows what the kid's capable of? Who knows what the kid would be capable of if he has a relationship with his father? I mean, who knows what could happen? Well, wouldn't it, if, if he's an old man who regrets what he's done and what Homelander, he considers his greatest failure, is it not an opportunity for redemption if he takes this child who no longer has a mother away from Homelander, who's not a good father, or he doesn't believe would be even a good person, yeah. and give it to a family who could raise it properly? Could Homelander's son not be the redemption for what he did to Homelander? This kid was a test tube baby and became a superhero. This kid's never going to know what he did to his parent, his his birth mother. I, I'm convinced that that kid's still a factor yeah. in some way or another. I agree. But, and dude, I, that alien scene, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, I feel like, again, because we only have, what, one episode left? One right? episode, season I, finale. I have a feeling that they're setting up a lot of different things for next year because there's no way we're going to be able to tackle all these situations, much like the scene with... Um, with the super terrorist this week. I mean, yeah, that's the, next year's problem for sure. And I think the sun will be an issue as well. Homelander's son will possibly be an issue for next season as well. They're definitely setting things up. The immediate issue is butcher and Vought. Mm-hmm. And what's the aftermath of the fact? What's the aftermath now that Vought has been brought to its knees, right? Well, have they? Well, that's what I'm about to say. Yeah. Vought has been brought to its knees. Absolutely. At the moment, but now suddenly with the reveal of this terrorist, super villain, super villain, is the government really going to not pass this law? Are they not going to all say yes to the um, terms and conditions? Yeah, because now they have a super villain. They're going to need the soups to be involved in the government in order to combat this new threat. Now, suddenly we are forced to use the very things that we know is dangerous. And a part of me, and I think I can say this with a 100% certainty, I would have a doubt if this terrorist was created much like the female was. It's a, it's a card up the sleeve. I'm sure that Vought is involved. It's, it's plan B or plan C. Plan B was the, was the female. This is plan C. I'm sure it's not the only one. I'm sure that there are several terrorist groups regions in the world to justify that they why. have juiced so that if they didn't get the bill through from its own volition if they didn't get the bill through from blackmailing the senator with the sex photos if they didn't get it through the, either of those ways they were going to force the issue and i'm and that's why her condescending i hope everything's all right yeah and this is all again pulled from real life i mean how many i mean wars, contra how contra i mean let's bring it even closer uh, the arab spring was all manipulated by our own CIA forces to create, you know, of course, the United States, people don't realize, but the United States is known as the kingmaker. What do you think, uh, you know, the dude that wrote Game of Thrones got this from? Yep. Uh, the kingmaker is the United States. We're going to put the people in power that will benefit us and our wants and the things that we need for our country. The Arab Spring, read up on it. That happened, what, 2013, uh, 2014, maybe? It feels longer than it actually was. When all of the Arab countries started revolting. You notice how the news shut up about that then? Yeah. 
and you don't know we, what the fuck's going on in Egypt we, anymore because we all assume democracy is good for every nation. Democracy is not great for every nation. It's great if you if you could slowly democracy is something you need to have training wheels on for. Yeah, you got to have you got to slow it. You got to you got to you got to you got to learn how to crawl before you walk. And that's why we had chaos. That's why we had the rise of ISIS because of the chaos that was happening within the Middle East with all of the powers, the yes, the dictators that were, guess what, against the radical Islam. Mm -hmm. And suddenly the CIA gets involved. Say, hey, you know what? We don't like communism. We don't like dictators. They're going to topple you. We're going to put our people in power. And it got, it it got out of hand. And that's why we had the rise of ISIS. These things happen all the time. And this is why I love this show because they're delving into, there's nothing they're not willing to delve into. Yeah. About Nothing our fucked up world today. About the pro- the problems we it's a perfect example, a perfect societal introspective and look at our issues. Many of our problems are created by ourselves. We create many of these issues. Not only that, dude, but is not only do we create our own issues. But this shows, too, how really the American political system works. It is not senators, politicians, and the CIA doing what's best for the people. It is the senators, politicians, and CIA dealing with lobbyists who have a card to play, force an issue, twist the narrative, change things, because the CIA has vought nailed to the cross. And I loved that when Rayner said, you know, you're, you're fucked. Clearly fucked. And then within 30 seconds, Vought has a card to play again. Yeah, the real power shows. And and no longer do they have them nailed to the cross. Now they're going to have to deal with them. And that's how politics works. It's not, let's stop this clearly wrong thing. It's we have some group that has some foothold or some way in which to make this hurt us that they have to play ball with them. And that's why things don't get done. That's why things are the fucked up way they are. And this brings attention to that yet again. Yeah. And it's just, it's sickening. And although at the same time. I need to take a shower after watching this show. At the same time, though, I'm super excited to see what kind of super villains come up for next season. Yeah. <laughs> like, the that's the sad fact. Do you think his name will be Super Jihad Man? Oh, Capitan. No, I don't know. Super Jihad Man. Super Jihad. Yeah, super, uh. Uh, let's see. Um, suicide vest. What's it called? Allah, Allah. Oh, super Allah Akbar, man. <laughs> super Allah Akbar, man. That's terrible. Yeah. Probably what's going to happen. No, I don't know. But his uh, kryptonite is American blood. <laughs> He's like, don't get that American blood next to me. Ugh. It was it was just rough to watch that. I mean, it was a cool night scene. Loved the the he just walks calmly out of the flames. But they have a problem now, and now they're going to have to deal with Vought's shit yet again, which we know they've been working on this stuff since the 70s for this entire mega billion trillion dollar corporate conglomerate, and now they're playing politics with it for a $35 billion deal. Where does it end? Does it? Do they just try to take over the fucking world? At a certain point. Honestly, that's the goal of many of these globalist ran corporations. Yeah, it is. It's to take over. 
everything at the, at the cost of everyone else. Control. And if we see his powers, I mean, Homelander may have to be the one to fight. But now that you've pissed him off, too, will he? Now that you actually really need him. I think that's going to um, the immediate issues is going to stable him for now. It's they're going to put him put a he, pin, like calm he's, him. He's not a threat for next week. No, for the team. For Billy the Butcher, if anything, he might even justify the Butcher and be like, hey, listen, this is what happened. I'm not saying that is going to happen, but I I don't I feel like the fight has been taken from Billy. uh, No, um, Homelander. Hmm. If Homelander had no care for Becca Butcher and Mm -hmm. he wasn't affected by her noticeably by her death and the fact that he had a child that died and noticeably affected by the lack of cat or the callousness and lack of fellow feeling from the scientist. The fact that he wants to be accepted by this father figure, or at least someone he viewed as a father figure, mm-hmm. the fact that all these things happened to him in, in the last or in this episode, it just, I feel like it, it drained him of any real fight to go kill this group of vigilante, these super killers. Yeah. I think if none of that happened, then I, I think we all could agree that, yeah, look out Billy the Butcher and Huey and everyone else because he's coming for you and he knows who you are. But because the writing is just so excellent, we already know as an audience, there's no way they can actually go up against Homelander. They have built that up for the entire season. He's a major threat. The CIA, mm-hmm. the United States government, they don't even want to go head to head with him. So how do you sideline this character from being the immediate threat to our team? Put him in an emotional, vulnerable position. That way he is temporarily temporarily sidelined. Well, even if he is, you have other threats now with, I mean, not 100%, but A-Train is his own threat now. That that joker got his leg broke. Uh, Dude, so I... That was the moment when I liked Huey a lot. I was like, dude, oh, you are so in control now. Yeah. It isn't it's a just night and day. It's not just you like reacting out of anger. This is you thinking Butcher is 100% correct. You are a killer. Mm-hmm. You know what you're doing. You know how to play the game. Yeah. I well, love that moment. I loved that scene. So seeing it, and again, I like the commentary that they're doing with A-Train, the juice junkie, that people yeah. don't get, you know, well, we, you know, he's like, you see my time? I'm getting slower well, we got to go back to training. He's like, no, at my age, people don't just get better with regular training. He's convinced he has to keep juicing. And how many people have we heard both from Mesmer last week with, I, you know, I just want to be a good guy again, who fell out of the limelight when he's, you know, got old and fat. But (laughs) is that not what a train's afraid of? No longer being in the peak performance, no longer being the best athlete. Yeah. And to see the toll the drugs takes, he's he was slowly on a decline. Well, m- many of these heroes can be summed up with what the scientists said this week. Uh, without a loving family, a mother, you grow up to be hateful mm. and mean. And every single one of these heroes that are it's part of the seven, mean. they all are. They all they are all lacking a form of empathy to some effect. Yeah. But to see him be all twitchy McGee and <laughs> slowly succumbing to drug issues and jittery like a cracked, like like a cracker, a meth head in Huey's house. That was a terrifying phone call for one, but I loved it. But I what I what I liked most about his scene was him talking with 
Huey. Yes, Huey is in control. Yes, Huey's like the murderer, cold and calculated, and he's getting there. But an A-Train is a complete asshole, complete bad person. But he had one point that I will give him when he was confronting Huey. His was an accident. What Huey's doing is deliberate. Yeah. So is he not just as bad, if not worse? I mean, it is one thing to accidentally kill somebody. It's another thing to go out and plan murder. And even if Huey's mad, which I completely understand, and I don't think he's wrong for what he wants to do, especially when we've seen A-Train kill his own girlfriend to save his own ass. Yeah. He's not, A-Train is in no way no, A-Train justifiable, didn't. No, but he had not. a point. He did have a point. That was, that was again, dude, it goes back to the genius of the writing. It's, it's designed to make us question our heroes. These guys are anti-heroes. They're not heroes they're not the standard protagonist. These yeah. guys are anti-heroes. Anti-heroes come with tons of baggage. They come with issues. They do dark they, things. They do dark things. They're in the gray area. And it's a perfect playground for a writer to really delve into, you know, issues of morality and 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 understanding the 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 look at ethics and I mean it's so good. And a lot of times, you know, the old classic superhero tropes you can't really do that with. Mm-hmm. You really can't. I mean, you had Batman that was mainstream that you could play in that sandbox for a while. But for the most part, we've been away from that. We've been raised to think or bred to think that superheroes are a certain way. And when you get to see a superhero show where you throw the superheroes in the in not the question area, but the area of the antagonist and you throw. But then you don't have straight up good guys playing the protagonist. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just one big moral quandary. It's it's fucking fantastic. But what a great moment to have the female come in and break his fucking leg, too. Yeah. That was another ooh, scene. Yeah, it was pretty graphic. Well, he's done, right? I mean, there's no... If he... And I like how they he made... He ain't gonna run anymore. I like how they made small mentions, like your bone density is shit, well, maybe, which would make it all the easier to break that femur. Can he... Does he need his legs, though, to run fast or to move ooh. fast? I mean, he could drag himself pretty fast, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why? But that's the thing is like his career's over. He killed his own girlfriend for a couple of extra days of popularity. His own drug riddled anger and rage got him. I mean, he's out. There's no way he's part of the seven. He no, he can't. I mean, he's done. And it's a matter of time before he ends up killing himself. I wouldn't mind. I'm not saying I'd, I'd lose sleep over it. He's my least favorite. I, he's the biggest asshole. Yeah, and I don't think there's an, and I, maybe I Homelander's maybe more evil. A train's more of an asshole. I, I just don't have sympathy for. Well, well, Homelander's my, sympathetic my, now. Yeah, and I don't. A train's not, and maybe it's very personal and subjective for me, but I just don't have any sympathy for drug addicts. I'm like, dude, cry me a fucking river. I'm like, I can, you know, you didn't have a father, you didn't have a mother. I can get behind that. That's sad. That's a sad story. But, dude, a drug addict because you want to be the best? Go fuck yourself, dude. You were already the fastest man alive, and you need drugs. You had everything. Bad. You had millions and millions and millions. Yeah. And to me, just, it was when he killed Popclaw. Yeah, that you're was done. the moment you're just like, I just don't care because about you. Because you chose yourself and money. He chose himself over someone he was obviously in love with. And he tries to blame her death on Huey. Now, I'm not saying he didn't have a point, obviously, with Huey doing but things it doesn't make him. But that doesn't mean you didn't fucking kill her. It doesn't make him not a shitbag. You yeah. killed her. He's the least. I think he's my least favorite. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, even with that, when Homelander's calling everyone out and tells Starlight, you know, here's why Huey's the evil guy. A-Train says, you bitch. 
when he's the one who caused the whole fucking thing. The whole thing's his fault. Yeah. Although I do love Homelander being like, except you, Black Noir, you're cool. <laughs> he just calls. He's You've been doing everything right. The rest of you are drunk fucks, but you've been doing a good job. And he just sits there silently. I love him. Just, I, want, I, I, I don't know shit about him, but I love that he hasn't said a word this whole time. Now, we, we, we've talked about how Homelander has now is actually kind of sympathetic and possibly becoming one of the most interesting characters in the show. But man, did thing and, and, and a train is a prick. We've all talked about that, but man, did things not go well for the deep in this episode? That guy's just a fucking sad, sad loser fish man. Yeah. Who can't seem to catch a break or do anything he, right. He can't get anything right at all. It, Nothing. It's, he means well at times, and then he even when he means he well, he it fucks worse. it up. He makes it worse. He's all, I'm going to save you, and oh god, that, that was rough to watch. That which was harder, watching the lobster die unnecessarily or gill rape? Mm, well, the deep kind of deserved the gill rape. I'm I not guess, saying he didn't, but, but I'm uh, saying from like that was gross to watch. I, the lobster scene, I think the <laughs> lobster scene was worse to watch. The gill scene was just ugh. Like, kudos to the practical and the visual effects guys, because I was squeamish and uncomfortable looking at that. Although that was, that was like, it, it perfectly made sense to put the deep in a position where he understood finally what he had put others through. But God, was it gross, <laughs> dude. I can't get over how they looked. Like, he's got, like, like old man body gill sagging skin looking thing with, ugh. Yeah, I don't know just, about that. Ugh. Everything was designed to just after that first episode, everything was designed to just make him look like the small dick rapist. Yeah, that he is. He is. Yeah. Now he's in Cleveland or not Cleveland? Uh, oh shit! What's the, the Ohio Some or whatever? Podunk town. Podunk town in Ohio. He's at the grocery store buying shit. Just sad, sad life. And funny at the same time, but he really is just the, like, I'm amazed that they've made somebody who was easily detestable in the first episode, this sad sack comedy bit at this point. And it works every time, whether it's him accidentally killing a dolphin, eating Twinkies alone in the dark, buying a shitload of Twinkies and getting a lobster killed here. Like <laughs> well, the guy just can't do anything right. And that's what works so well for the show for me is um, the fact that whenever you think you have someone figured out, you don't. No. And when you look at other television shows, typically you do. Once they have explained a character, and you brought up um, Jamie Lannister mm-hmm. uh, from Game of Thrones, and he is a good example. And I feel like that's... I hated him in the first oh, episode. he was just... Un- I mean, dude, he's a he, uh, incestual... Uh, child attempted murdering just a horrible horrible scumbag. person and, and yes you they had seven seven years uh eight eight years to turn them around and they did it in what four technically three four by uh, season three season four you like it. but honestly and this is coming from someone that has watched tons and tons of television i don't think until game of thrones have we had shows like that where they give you a character they present who he is and then they flip a bitch on you 
And that's what the boys has done with just about every single character in this show. Mm-hmm. You think you have them figured out. But as we go through each episode and you get that character development, you realize you don't know anything about them, that you've barely scraped the surface. And I feel like it's just, it's such, it's very real in so many ways. And I, and I know we keep saying real, 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 and this is such a highly fictionalized show, but it's steeped in reality. And the idea that we don't know someone says a lot about the whole thing of don't judge a book by its cover or don't be quick to judge someone based on one action. Yeah. Look at them, watch them and you find out so much more. It's so much like real life. You don't know anyone when you first meet them. You may, you really don't you may Look, as Starlight and Huey are finding out. Yeah. And I feel like this show does a great job kind of exposing that, that aspect mm-hmm. of, of society and, and, and interpersonal relationships and the way we communicate as individuals, whether it be verbal or nonverbal, it's a great way to really put that on display, that you don't really know someone at face value. And every episode, we learn that much more. Yeah. I mean, is that not a great example with Stewie, uh, Stewie, Starlight and Huey? Yeah. I mean, both of them thought they knew somebody else. Huey thought he knew butcher to some extent or what he the public eye perceived of his heroes a train and the seven i mean who else has the 2016 collector's edition from comic-con right the (laughs) seeing the reality of what they are and then starlight finding out from one perspective what huey is and it's hard to to say she's got any reason not to feel exactly how she feels the evidence is there that Huey killed Translucent, used her to get to Ezekiel, used her for all kinds of things. Yes, maybe his feelings are genuine, but that doesn't affect or or explain away what he's done. And then at the end of the episode to run when when <laughs> Billy the Butcher comes out with some massive gun in the middle of the Central Park and shoots her twice. It's it's tough. I was because a little what conflicted. we expect from Huey in the first episode, afraid to even hurt Translucent, to breaking A-Train's leg and then having shots taken at Starlight, who he supposedly cares about. Now, he didn't say take the shot or anything like that. But he ran. Can their relationship recover? be recovered after that? Because I feel... I don't like, think it can. Because I, I totally liked that starlight gave huey the benefit of the doubt i expect because yeah. this new era of television we get so many like naive and immature no, we're depictions done. of relationships no yo you lied to me i don't want to hear it this was a very mature look at a relationship it was a very realistic look at a relationship how two yeah. people who care about each other would probably do things like well let's talk about this i'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt we've spent the last several months together i think i know you i need to hear from you Totally dug that. And I feel like they could have repaired their relationship and maybe come out with a new team member, Starlight, especially since she's witnessed firsthand Homelander's uh, actions, how he acts and how he threatened her. Oh, Jesus. Was that not terrifying, too? Yeah. And then the whole thing about A-Train running through or killing Huey's. She's finding uh, all this out. She's finding about all these things and how it was like it's very it's just a very callous 
display how they were acting. So now she knows firsthand how everyone acts. Mm-hmm. It, there's no longer those, those fake filters. She sees it for what it is, even more so. So I feel like she could have joined them. Oh, yeah. But after Butcher when put he a bullet ran. in her, well, even her then, chest, I don't, I don't think, I think at this time, that's done. There's no way they're going to be able to repair that at this moment. I think even if Butcher had shot her and Huey had tried to help her and made it clear that that's not what he wanted to happen and he still wanted to talk and he tried to help her up or something, because clearly she's like borderline bulletproof. She's not Homelander or Maeve bulletproof, but she's bulletproof. How dangerous is Butcher going to be now that he has he is CIA sanctioned? <laughs> well, for how long? I still think they're going to be CIA. It's think, too clean. That worked out too well for them. I think there's going to be um, not ramifications. I feel like it's not going to be smooth sailing. No. I feel like the CIA is going to have to. Uh, they're going to have to. They have to change tactics now that. Well, yeah, well, they can't. The United States government cannot just pretend they don't know what Vought was doing. The, the evidence is right. there. They have the proof that they are creating uh, enemies of the state so that they can be justified and brought into the government. That's there. But that also doesn't change the fact that they're going to need them now. So I, I feel like it's going to be very complicated. It's not going to be as easy as, hey, we like the soups. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a very contentious relationship between the United States government, the CIA, mm-hmm. uh, and, and Vought. Yeah. It's not and I think be I think Vought's going to be on a very uh, small leash, but at the same time, who knows where how far their reach goes? You know, Vought. I mean, clearly they're international to some degree. Dang, international! How, how many how many other illegal group groups do they touch base with, talk to, are yeah. involved with? Are they like Hydra? Yeah, I, I real quick, I do think that. Starlight and Huey's relationship could have mended, but I think now he's thrown his lot in very hard with Butcher, which I'm surprised by. It seems a little bit out of place, but maybe that's the the cold, calculated version of Huey that we've saw with A-Train. I think you're right. Might be what we're starting to see him become more and more of. As Mother's Milk said in episode like three, it becomes addicting. I think he's aware. I think he's aware that this is a problem, and Mm -hmm. he also, uh, I think he likes it. He likes the power. He likes to have control. And I think that's the entire point. Look what his dad said. I like that you're taking charge, taking charge and you're standing up and you're defending yourself. This is a guy that probably has been picked on most of his life. Not really looked Pushed at. around. Yeah. And now he has a semblance of control over his life. And yeah, I think he is going to choose that at this time. Over so then Starlight. So then is he that much different than the superheroes who get that power and it rises to their head? Well, we'll see. And maybe that's what they're playing with. I don't yeah. think Huey will ever be that. No, no, no. Evil, but but, but the, I do the, think the writers are playing with that idea. The Absolutely. sentiment stays the same. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, with only one episode to go, it's going to be all gas, no breaks in traditional. I'm team Butcher. Fashion. I do know that. <sighs> not not Becca. Butcher. Right. Right. The hell with her. It's I, I don't know. There's I'm nobody. Billy. There's nobody that you really like anymore <laughs> kind of after this episode. Nah, it's only nah, going to get Billy. worse. I'm team Billy. And with Eric Kripke, <laughs> you know, it's going to be a cliffhanger ending. You know, we're going to be like, what the fuck? I have to wait a year because we haven't really had to traditional Kripke style in a while. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be painful and I can't wait. So thank you all. 
for listening to this episode of Hang With The Boys. I think it's very clear that this episode was another A+, another star-studded episode of just us drooling over it. Everything's coming to a head. We have one episode left, and I'm I'm convinced someone's going to die. Before we wrap up, who do you think is going to die? A lot of people have died, random people, but we haven't had a major death, I think, what, since Translucent? Yeah. A-Train's kind of off the table now, so I don't think he necessarily will, but I'm wondering if somebody else is going to get got. I just have a feeling that someone's going to die. Do you have any predictions? Oh, no, I I think so, too. Who do you think? I think somebody in the seven is going to die. I think Vought is going to be brought down and under control, seemingly. Mm-hmm. Without no, I think the audience will know that they are pretty much where they want to be. But I think the rest of the people, the government, as mm-hmm. well as Billy and the team, I think they're going to think they have a win. Do you think Billy would be killed off this early? No way. Wait, have you heard something? No, I'm just, I'm just, he's dangerous and he's reckless and Homelander knows who he is now. There's a chance. I don't think he'd be killed off that quickly. I think probably more of a season two thing, but oh, he can't die. I'm I'm thinking what would shake the foundation of what we've seen so far. I think a better question is Homelander. I don't think Homelander will die. He's, I, he's the villain. He may die eventually. Yes. I think in season two, we could see his end. But, Maybe. But you know who I but think. It's gonna, but it's not going to be a sweet victory when he does go. It's not going to be like, oh, yes, he's dead. I think it's going to be fucking tragic. The no. way they're building yeah. his character up, it's, it's not going to be, be bittersweet. It's not going to be a sweet victory. It's not going to be like, yeah, we got him. It's going to be sad. You're going to be like, I, I have, I'm conflicted. I hate, love this. And if you know Supernatural, if people mm-hmm. that are listening have watched Supernatural, you know this. Yeah. Very well. Many of our villains were like, oh, that's awful. Yeah. That hurts. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, Kripke, you potty mouth. Oh, man. It's going to be great. And then we're going to have to wait a whole fucking year for more episodes. But at least it's already been renewed for season two. So thank you all for listening to this episode of Hang With The Boys. We'll see you back for the season finale as soon as we decide to binge watch it. You should fuck off, Huey. 